0: Hey what's up everybody, it's Aaron with Hex Life & Style. I want to say thank you. Episode 1 was a huge hit. Our interview with Scott Hatton gets more and more views each day. So what we want to do is we want to keep this train rolling. The idea is to bring some form of content or an interview to you all each week. In Episode 2 I interviewed Trent Bruner of Nicely Threaded Thrift. Trent's been in the game for a while and he gives a lot of good knowledge about the vintage industry. Now, I will warn you, the audio quality and the video quality is not the sharpest. However, the content is great. So grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy my interview with Trent Bruner of Nicely Threaded Thrift. Okay, I think we're on. So I'm with Trent Bruner of Nicely Threaded Thrift. Trent, what's up, man?
1: Not too much, man. Just chilling.
0: How are you? So, how's this uh, this new way of life, the quarantine uh, life treating you? (laughs)
1: Um, I mean, man, for most of us, it's a challenge in some way. But I'm just kind of, I'm taking it real easy, like like most people. But I'm also preparing for the worst.
0: (laughs) Yeah in in
1: every every case that I can you know even trying to eat better which that isn't that isn't actually happening too much
0: right now I'm I'm eating a lot of trash so that's the way I was I mean week week one I was working out every day running and yeah. and you know trying to get healthy and eating healthy and now it's just kind of like I'm grabbing anything I can find to eat and drink and you know I <laughs> rather than run in the afternoon I'm you know, grabbing yeah. a bourbon around four thirty <laughs> every day. So it's it's not great. But hopefully, hopefully, you I mean, just got a couple more months of this. I'd say the hardest thing for you has been the Goodwills and the bins and all of that being closed.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely not being able to source is it hits hard. <laughs> Most people are feeling that. Uh, but I mean, I'm con- I'm consistently uh, search you know searching and getting better product daily as well you know i have my ways you know so i'm not i'm not too discouraged by that just yet i think that if that lasts much longer we're gonna see it you know that's gonna be a lot worse than it is right now you know it's just right now it's just kind of like man that sucks but if it really all this stuff just sticks and becomes you know our everyday reality and we're closed off from so many different things you know that's what we're really gonna feel that especially this community, the vintage community.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, let's, let's just, like I said, let's hope that it comes back here in the next couple of months and people kind of come out of their homes hungry to, to you know, hit, hit the restaurants and hit the economy hard. You know, the, the one thing I'll keep thinking about, it's, it's promising for me from a, from a thrifting standpoint at least, is all these people that are able to – that are in their homes right now cleaning out closets, doing that spring clean thing, can you imagine what the uh, what's going to be at the Goodwills and and all the thrift uh, thrift spots? It's going to be yeah.
1: Crazy. Yeah, let's hope so. That that hopefully that's a a major comeback for for the whole community for uh, people that want to sell their stuff, people that are you know just getting rid of their stuff, you know.
2: Because yeah. we'll be happy
1: to take it. That's for sure. I'm always looking, always obviously because of what's going on right now. Always looking to buy. So. Yeah, yeah. People definitely need to know, and I know you're gonna ask me this eventually, long sleeves.
0: <sighs> long sleeves. That's what you collect, right?
1: Yeah, especially if they're grails. You know, I got I did a top five the other day and you know, wasn't really wanting to do all that, but ended up showing a couple of my long sleeves off and just posted one today, so just got a new Couple of them, actually.
0: I've always been a long sleeve guy. I like the cruise. I like the t the t shirts. Uh oh, did you pass out? Yeah. This is a- <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. No, I love the I love the long sleeves. I mean, that's uh, that's you know, you know, the, I I don't know. I've always kind of been been that way. I like the long sleeves. I even wear them. I even sport them in the summer. Some, if it's not real real hot but let's jump, let's jump into that. So let's talk to a little bit about kind of how you got into thrifting and and the vintage scene and um, talk a little bit about kind of your collection. So just kind of start us out. When did you get started and, 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 and uh, kind of what led you into it?
2: So how, how it got started for me was I grew up, I had a, I got
1: a lot of things that I wanted. Um, you know, my family wasn't rich by any means, but you know, I was able to to have a few nice things growing up, and um, uh, I kind of prided myself on that because my parent my parents worked really hard for that, and it was it was something that uh, it was a privilege, you know. And as I grew up, I wasn't able to you know provide for myself in the way that my parents did, and uh, went through a lot of, you know, I call them small challenges to most people. They're probably way bigger than they seem uh, to me, but I just, I got to where, uh, I was trying to, I was, I was trying to keep along the, you know, the way that, that I knew, which was, you know, get, get nicer things and whatnot. Well, uh, when I, you know, got out of college and I started kind of making my own money and just the more money that I made, I was able to go out and kind of splurge a little bit, which was something obviously, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't always used to, um, as I got older, because at a certain point, my parents, I don't think they didn't really cut me off, but you know what I mean? I just, you know, 20, 20 years old, you know, my dad wasn't buying me shoes anymore well growing up I wasn't able to buy Jordan and uh certain uh you know I guess higher ticket items because just this is something about who I am as a person like I didn't I didn't I would have felt bad asking my parents for $200 shoes and so uh as I aged and wasn't able to buy or was becoming more able to buy those kind of things I started to get them uh And I just started collecting the old uh, Jordan fives and a a few other things that I just never had before. And that was just like a few years ago. And I was just finding them on, um, uh, um, offer up and whatnot. And and then I started flipping them. So I figured out that, you know, I could wear a pair of shoes and then end up flipping them. Yeah. And uh, so I'm over here trying to save money. I'm balling on a budget, man, like slowly building an empire and, you know, Every day, you know, I just had to keep, you know, saving money, basically. And so it got to where thrifting for anything uh was the answer for me because I'm I'm a person who I like my style, I like uh like to look good, I like to look the way that I want to look. Um, and I ended up uh you know, looking for wardrobes in, you know, places uh secondhand stores, Goodwills whatnot just to save money and um i started seeing that a lot of the stuff that i was finding was seen as dope to the the younger kid and, and how that happened was i got on poshmark and i was like well if i can't find it at goodwill um because i had a particular eye that i was looking for something that i wanted to wear you know and i said if i can't find what i'm looking for i'm just going to go on poshmark or epop or whatever and i found poshmark first and that's how, that's how that happened. I started seeing that a lot of the stuff that I was either finding or, uh, you know, not picking up uh, was worth lots of money. I had no idea that this this community was what it was. And I don't think it was near as big as it's becoming. But uh, I just looked at that and was like, there were kids that were, you know, way younger than me selling clothes that I wore as a kid. And I yeah. was just like, that's something that I'm going to have to. Get into. I'm gonna. You know, I, I knew that that was something that i was passionate about was clothes. Um, I've always, like I said, kept a wardrobe, even though I I also thrifted, and I wasn't doing it to be cool at all. I was doing it because I had an image that I wanted to keep, and uh, and I had to save money, so I was not going to be going to the mall to to buy a bunch of stuff that I knew I was going to be donating in a few years. Yeah. And so that started. I, I flipped the flipped the Jordans, and then started finding clothes. Uh, t-shirts and um the t-shirts didn't even really come until after i found a really some really dope like striped button-ups and you know stuff that the kids really really love that shit well i got that and uh started seeing that i could flip those for you know 30 something bucks whatever and um then it became uh a daily thing where i was finding better stuff just kept finding really good stuff and was like but this stuff isn't really the vibe I'm trying to bring, like for whatever reason, because we were in Lexington for me, I just, you know, found a bunch of stuff that really was, I wasn't passionate about. So I'm a, I'm a guy that uh, believes in, um, you know, you kind of just create it as you go. And uh, I just kept bringing people what they like until I was able to bring what I wanted to, which I feel like at this point, I'm, I'm bringing a lot more of what I want to bring to the table. Uh, to Instagram and whatnot the vibe is a lot different than when I first started for myself and yeah yeah Yeah.
2: I
0: think I think that's you, you 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 said it perfect man I mean getting into this and the hustle behind it and realizing that you can you know find stuff that other people want and and get it out there in front of them you know that's I mean I think that's the key at the same time being able to find kind of your own wardrobe you know get it wear it for a little bit and then you know, sell it when you're done with it. That's kind of the beauty of all this. Yep. But um, Dude, that's how you mentioned something. You mentioned something that that I struggle with uh, in all of this is is you know I really buy to my taste a lot, and so I've had to kind of switch that a little bit and kind of buy to both buy to what my tastes are and what I enjoy and what I like and what I want, but at the same time. Mm-hmm you know, bring stuff in that appeals to obviously the people that are buying the clothes, a lot of the younger, younger kids and
2: things like that. So that's been a, that is
1: because that is what it's about. But at the same time, I just, I believe in this is, this is such a man. I hate to sound all like that, but just it is, uh, it's art. It's self-expression. You know, it's something that, a lot of industries don't have and and we're we're bringing something that not only we like you said we want to bring it and it makes us feel good to put it out there but there is someone out there that is going to receive it almost just as well as we are if not more yeah i think that's that is the key to what we're doing find that like you said that middle ground but at the same time like i think the first thing to be honest with you is do or put out and do what you're trying to do. And then mm. the people need to be there are going to show up and they're going to take and receive it well. You know, yeah. I think that's that's the plan really. That's what I've been doing. I it's hope more,
2: so. I mean the, idea that. what's that? Yeah.
1: It's more of my experience than the customers uh first and foremost. But that doesn't mean that I'm not very passionate about bringing my customers exactly what they're looking for and, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's dive into that a little bit more. So you talk, you know, with, with kind of everything that's going on and kind of the unknown over the next few months and possibly years to come, What what's your outlook, man? Where do you see, you know, this, this kind of, ex, this has been going on for a while, but you've really started to see an explosion around 2018, you know, early 2018 timeframe into 2019 it's gotten bigger now that yeah. all this has happened what's what's going to go on with kind of the vintage the vintage uh the vintage scene the thrifting uh what, what are some trends that you that you see
2: maybe coming up um so i mean there are a lot of trends
1: that aren't here yet you know and i i don't want to throw that game out there just yet uh, just in case, you know, others might not be on that wave,
2: but um, uh, I think that, like I said, if the reality
1: stays what it is, uh, the the vintage community is going to get somewhat discouraged at a point. I, I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that we can, you know, keep getting stuff and um, everybody just stays, stays on their um, positive you know positive grind just
2: yeah
1: putting positive out out in the community no matter what it is any kind of content you know if you can't find the dopest piece you know of the week or whatever you know uh just just keep bringing what what you want and what you know like i said what um what makes you feel like you know you have a purpose in what you're doing you know so uh, i just think that. the more that we do that, focus on doing that, that, uh, we can override all of the, Oh my God, I can't, you know, I used to find a grail every day kind of thing, mentality, whatever, you know, that's what's, that's, what's going to be changed about all this is that you're going to find out who's really passionate about what they're doing. They're, you know, you can't really fake it uh, at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think we'll see that. And I think we'll, I think we'll really start to see too. I mean, you know, we've always, we've kind of, so, so many people have built this type of following and this type of of thing, and they've kind of dictated what the price of something will go for or sell for or what the value of something is. So, I, yeah. I agree with you. I think you'll see a lot of these people kind of maybe fall off and say, okay, we need to focus more on school or college. Some of these high, younger kids maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and not so much the entrepreneurship of it or trying to mm-hmm. you know sell a piece here and there to to make a little beer money. I think mm-hmm. you'll see the true people, the people who are really into this and kind of live this and created that lifestyle will definitely grab on to, you know, what they've been doing. But I also think you'll see the value of things go down significantly, which I think might be a a little bit of a um, a more of a realistic view of kind of what things are valued at and what people have. Um, I I talked to a couple people about you know I think it's obviously it's whatever it speaks to you, like I mean this t shirt I have on I got this in nineteen ninety two I bought it for my mom um actually um at Wimbledon I was fortunate enough to go on a trip I bought this for her she's passed, so I get to to carry this on so things like this has no value to anybody else, but they you know to me it tells a story so yeah. Um, that leads me into one of our first conversations. And when we first met, you were wearing a Hank senior t-shirt. Tell me, tell that story. Cause that story is kind of crazy and it kind of ties into what we're talking about, about people finding stuff or having something they don't even know really what it is, but yet they sell vintage and are in this, in this, this world, but they don't really know what they have or what things really are.
2: Yeah.
1: So, and that's a, that's a whole nother part of the, you know, the game is that, uh, those people have no, no idea how much joy they're bringing to us and to our customers, you know what I mean? And what they're actually a part of. And that's, you know, that's something really special. And honestly, like, I wish there was a way that we could tell these people, you know, to you know return the favor i I you know some of these people, especially if you like buy them out in a hall or something and they're just a collector or they're just an older cat that just was sitting on a storage you know unit or whatever
2: you know like that person you know we need to go above and beyond to let those people know how special they are to us you know yeah. what i mean i I think that's
1: that's something that uh you know we we clown on people you know we like to say they don't even know what they got or you know uh. I got this for, I lowballed them for a dollar on a fucking uh, 3D emblem or something. Just, just something that's just. I don't know, man. I'm not the type of person that's going to do that. I, I want that person, regardless of how much knowledge they have of the community and what we're doing uh, with vintage. You know, I'm gonna give them an idea of what they have. I'm gonna give them what, what it's worth. I, I'm gonna give them, you know, what I can give them to show them that I appreciate that, you know, and yeah, uh, I I think it's great that, you know, we look for snipes and try to get those scores like that. I, I, that's cool and all, but we definitely don't need to be in, uh, belittling these people in any way, because in a large way, in a large part, they're the reason, you know, they're the lifeblood behind what we do. Those, those but, I guess you call it naivety or ignorance, whatever, or just not giving, not caring. They don't, some people don't even care that we're going to go make a thousand
2: dollars off that t-shirt. They say it was too much work or, or whatever it was, you know? Yeah. So, um, but
1: you, you, uh, I mentioned I the, Hank,
0: the Hank t-shirt, man. Yeah. You got to tell that story. So that's okay. a good example of what you're explaining right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but the, this, this kid, uh, you know, was trying to get a start in on Instagram selling or he'd already been or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many sales he had or whatever. At first I was really worried because he didn't uh, hit me with a tracking number right off the top. And, uh, you know, a few things were just red flagging me throughout the whole transaction, but how it started was I got on Instagram, dude, I've I've made some really good Instagram. Uh, I don't even want to call them snipes, but they're just scores. You know, a lot of them, I, I didn't lowball any, anybody. They provided me the price and I paid it. And a lot of times it was way lower than it should have been. And in this case, uh, I got on Instagram one day and a guy just threw up just this beautiful picture of this white tee. Uh, and I'm really into white teas and I've been looking for good white teas. And, uh, this was, I think it was a year, year, year and a half ago. And it just popped up on there and I, I saw it. And I almost didn't even think anything about it. I was just like, Hank, awesome. Because at the bottom of the shirt, it says, Hank, I'll show it to you here in a minute because I actually brought it out here because uh, I knew you were going to bring that. Uh, it said, Hank, on the shirt, I saw like this kind of like emaciated looking person, didn't even, didn't even register yet. And then I went into the comments because there was a couple comments after it because the guy was like, Anybody know any information who this is or whatever? And I knew I knew it was Hank, and I wasn't sure if it was Hank Senior yet or not. And uh, I had to I had to do a little research. But this chick in the comments put that's Hank Senior, and I it just all clicked for me. I was like, that is a Hank Senior piece from the '90s. Like I just, oh, it's, it was just so good. I got there, and made sure I approached that dude the right way. I told him, you know, I told him what he had. I, I was like, man, you didn't even really know what that was, but I, I knew exactly what it was, uh, you know. And when I saw the the words, I knew that it was one of the Hanks, and that's what I wanted. I wanted a country music fee like that. I uh, I just told him. I said, man, I'll I'll either pay you a hundred or I'll find something to trade you. And he's like, man let's just do a trade. I was like, cause I didn't know how much that t-shirt was worth. I, you know, to the day, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to establish the value on that, that, that piece. Yeah. Uh, but at the time, you know, he was basically like looking for 120, $120 trade basically. Or so it was like, it was like a hundred, $120 trade. And I, I ended up trading for like mid pieces. that were all like $20, $20 a piece. Trade them all for that one and uh he didn't hit me with tracking number for birthdays or whatever and then finally it showed up and I I nearly dropped to the floor man because it's uh it's one that you could go I could feel like I could go my whole life without finding another one of those to Be honest.
0: yeah definitely I mean that's when I when I first met you and, and saw that shirt and we were talking about it I, I just was of course you know again it, it you kind of set the value of what what it means to you I would think but when that's definitely when you want it, when you're ready to sell that or let go of that one, it, you make sure you contact me because it def, I definitely want that one. I don't even know if it's my size, but that's one I would definitely like yeah. to have in my collection. So
1: it would definitely be a sleep shirt for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would, it would <laughs> be one. It's a freaking tent, a, a damn near a tent on me. It's yeah. a big one, which is awesome, you know, because they're so hard to find in your size when you're this big, when you're a big oh, yeah. guy like me.
0: Well, I, mean, I did too. I mean, it could go on the wall for me and, and it would still yeah. have the same meaning. I mean, a lot of those probably, shirts are like art.
1: You probably want to frame it, to be honest with you. It, it's just so it's tattered in the right places. Yeah. It's got the rugged neck uh, all the way up, dude. It's just, oh, I love it. And yeah. I don't even know. It might have been so hot topic uh, 96, 7, whatever. I, who knows? But yeah. it is single stitch. Um, You know, it's not extremely, extremely old, but it's definitely a coveted piece for me. Uh, But the rest of the story that I knew that you wanted to tell me, hold on a second, or you wanted me to tell you, somebody's going by right now. And that's a tractor. There's a tractor. Yeah, that was
2: the tractor, so, yeah. Uh, Is it your your family? The the rest of the dinner? uh, (laughs)
1: No man. I'm quarantined by myself at my parents' house. I'm house sitting in Indiana
2: yeah yeah been here yeah since
1: uh you know I left Lexington uh, seven months ago yeah but uh to figure to to finish that story the the coolest part that I think that you you wanted me to tell everybody is that uh when I got a hold of him uh he had posted it, and he told me like right away uh that um He snagged that off of a, it was like a cash register, like the, at the bins, they have the cash register and the weigh machine and whatnot, and it was right, it was hanging off of the counter right there, like somebody had left it or whatever, and he said he just snagged it. I don't know if he paid for it or whatever, but he just snagged it right off of the counter, and uh, nobody... All you know, nobody was like that's mine or anything.
0: So he well, that's the thing. Somebody probably took it up there and just was like, eh, you know, I'm not. I don't, I want like, to... I don't know who did it. They were probably like, I don't know. Cool
2: shirt. Yeah. But like, wow. It's yeah. it's the picture. I I keep
1: looking over it. And I can't believe I haven't showed it. I haven't showed it to you yet. But it's the picture. It's one of the pictures that uh right before he died, dude. He's all emaciated and whatnot. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's that's why I love the shirt. Well let's hey let's oh there it is, there it is. Yeah. I think that's definitely like ninety-six time frame. I think I remember that. Um I think that's like 96, single boy. 95, 96 time frame. Uh the T shirt. Probably. <laughs> I
2: would think is it single Yeah. It was just right there. It was
1: it could have been a double any day, you know. Who knows?
0: Yeah. It's cool though. Well, listen, one of the things that I'm doing on this, so we'll kind of keep it rolling. So we'll close it out with a PSA, a public service announcement. So if you had a chance to just, you know, say something to some kids or, or, you know, people who don't know you or whatever, what would would your PSA be?
2: Okay. um, Okay, so we're trying to say something to –
1: or younger selves, or, or just the young kids, or is that what
2: you're, is yeah. That you're saying?
0: Yeah, just somebody that doesn't know you, kind of what would your pro- public service
2: announcement be? Okay, okay. So it would probably be something like, uh, you know,
1: not to be so cliche and say be true to yourself, but if you don't feel if you don't feel good about something or you don't, you know, feel like
2: something that you're being made to do or whatever you have to do this or that, um, you, uh, never feel like, you know, you're out of options,
1: I guess, you know, no, don't, don't feel like, you know, you have to be a certain way or, uh, to, to do
2: it's hard, hard, to, hard for me to sum that up completely. Uh, but, Don't ever feel like you have to do a certain thing unless you really you know you really do have to
1: um you know perform a certain role in society or you know whatever like fathers have to do what they have to do you know but uh, a child growing up you know just needs to be a child you know until they don't have to, they're not able to anymore uh, yeah. you know I think a lot of childhoods um have been robbed from from people um kids are just supposed to be kids you know I, I think that they should uh, be able to express themselves fully to explore certain things, you know, to to find out who they are, what makes them who they are, you know, and uh, I think that, uh, especially here in America, in the world that we're in right now, uh, kids are kind of being molded in certain ways, and, and I was molded a certain way growing up, like we our parents want us to be a certain way sometimes, yeah. you know, and with all the toxic um, parenting out there without, you know, with, uh, you know, certain ways of raising your kids that, you know, even even could be abusive uh, at times. You know, uh, kids need to know that they're not out of options because yeah. people are, you know, those kids are in those situations and uh, they can't necessarily uh see either a way out or a new way of doing something or you know what I mean and I grew up not we weren't selling things trying to live and this and that you know I just my dad provided everything you know and yeah. like I didn't know that this was a way to live you know I didn't know that there was you know a community out there where people were selling stuff and making money he's happy because everybody's getting what they want yeah That's my, that would be my message. There there is another world out there that you don't know about as a kid and your parents might not even know about it. And that right there is disservice to you uh, as a child because, uh, you know, you're trying to find your way.
0: So I hope everybody enjoyed that interview with Trent Bruner of Nicely Threaded Thrift. Trent is a great storyteller and he's very passionate about the vintage industry. We got cut off there at the end, but he did get to finish his PSA, and I think he made some good points. I think it's important to write your own story, have your own style, and be true to yourself. So I'll leave everybody with that. Thank you for viewing this, and give us your feedback. Let us know how we can improve and how we can get better at this. I hope everybody's doing well during this quarantine time, and we'll see you next week.